welcome to this week's episode of Real Talk. You are here with the usual suspects, Adelaide and Livy, and today I am so excited. Like, uh, when we talked about doing this in the beginning of the season, I was stoked because this isn't something that... It, it's been around for a while. I'd say summer of 2019 is when this first came about. So if you yeah. if you think about it, this is kind of a this is like a, a real talk rewind, if you will. Um, but t- today we will be talking about none other than the hit HBO show starring the one and only Zendaya, Euphoria, and the one and only Hunter Schaefer. Let's oh, the one and only Hunter Schaefer. Excuse me. I will. Ne- oh, uh, who, who could forget her? Literally, who? I think about her every day. I swear to God. What a what a queen. Um, but yeah, so this is something that I I definitely I've I've seen it a couple of times. I I didn't get a rewatch in uh before this episode, like I know uh like I know you did, but um it's 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 it hasn't been too long since I've seen it, so I'm I'm pretty ready to talk about it. I was just writing down my my thoughts and <laughs> I was about to call it my thoughts and prayers. I don't want to call it that. I was just writing down my you know what what I was thinking about the characters because this is this show, if anything, is just so character driven. I think that when you see a show like this, it's it's similar to me. Have you seen Skins? Mm-mm. No. Oh, it's it's. Uh, I would say Although, that it's British Euphoria, but it's not. I, I um. So I was, I was gonna pitch watching this like together with my partner, mm-hmm. and then it was like I don't know how to pitch this. And actually, I, saw, I came out, right. I came across a video essay like comparing the two shows about how Euphoria like finally understands like how to like make the teenage drama feel serious and doesn't go like the Glee route where it's like, right. hmm, let's force right. an important issue. Hmm, let's just keep the character in the story because fuck it, why let's not? Let's force an... exactly, exactly. And so that, I know, I mean... fuck Kitty. Kitty's the worst. <laughs> oh, Kitty's the oh wait, Kitty and Glee. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no fuck. See, that's when I stopped. Like, I stopped maybe after all the original characters, like quote unquote, graduated, because you know I was a I was a big leak in my in my younger in my middle school years. That was my first ever fandom that I was like a part of on social media, and it I, I was it ended. waiting to be leak of the week. Come, it would have been yes. so nice. Oh, I feel like I feel like I tried to be leak of the week at some point, like on my old Twitter, my old Twitter where I only tried to get like Ariana Grande to follow me when she was on Victorious. Anyways. <laughs> You no, but uh, so in in the form of skins, I think that skins does a good job at highlighting and understanding the British teen, while Euphoria highlights and understands, I guess, the modern American teenager, which is something that I think that it, you can. What do you? What do you? Th- I mean, for me, I. I never went to a party as a high schooler. I never, I never drank. I never did. I, I, I guess I smoked a couple, couple of blunts here and there. But you know, I wasn't like going off the rails like some of the kids in this show were. What do you, what are, what are your thoughts about? I guess like the, the accuracy of what was going on in this show. I mean, <laughs> not to say I was a loser in high school or anything. I was. But... <laughs> Look at me. Okay, oh I was a loser God. too. I'll, I'll, I'll own up to that. Um, <laughs> Like I had a bunch of friends who were like this adjacent. I, I described it as um, it's like if all the rumors you heard in high school were true. Yes. Like everything each of the characters do here yep. is so like taken to the nth degree, and Don yes. is like far terrifying <laughs> yeah. as you possibly could. And it's but it's just like 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 um just for reference, one of my favorite characters, Cat. Oh. Like. It, like it take it takes the rumor of like oh my god did you hear like this girl's news got leaked to now she is like m- like making micro penis men pay for her lifestyle by being like a cam girl oh, and I'll like never where the scene. fuck did that come from oh, like, Jesus. That, that came out of nowhere goodness gracious i mean and i'm looking at the imdb page for it now and it says basically the, the log line for the show is a look at life for a group of high school students as they grapple with the issues of sex drug and violence and or drugs sex and violence and that's i mean couldn't have put it better myself like that is very much just the premise of this entire show and i think that for a while i think right after it came out uh, was also around the time that i that app tiktok got pretty big and i think that i saw what i remember about just the hype of euphoria was people i guess judging it for being too much and kind of being like how, you know, like they would make like TikToks that were like how teens on Euphoria act and they would be all, you know, drugged out and drunk and like stumbling all over the place. And I'm looking at these TikToks and I'm like, okay, you're not wrong because I see where you're coming from. But when I look at this show, I don't see an over-exaggeration of high school life. I see a purposeful over-exaggeration mm-hmm. to semi-promote awareness, but also engage the audience you know what i mean i think at the end of the day it's more so like 
I think the point of the show is like by hyperbol by hyperbolizing everything. Yes. And making these issues seem so much more than they are for most kids. Yeah. It also makes what they're feeling sort of exacerbated. Mm -hmm. That way you can see how this really affects people, even in just the microcosms of it. Yes. Like, because I mean, you you, you look at with a, with a character like Rue, I don't think you can downgrade anything, just because of the pure, just, I just 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 character of a character that she is, mm -hmm. and everything that she's gone through, and everything that she continues to go through. It's hard to kind of play it off. Especially on TV, is just like la di da, high school. You know, I, I was I was thinking like I think that like the best way to to, to signify at least my theory is Maddie, because Ooh, okay. I feel like a lot of what she goes through is very typical teenage life. Like yeah, like yeah. even before teenagers, just like growing up young, her like her parents went through a really rough divorce, a key moment of her life. Her father uh, her, too was just yeah. a mess. Oh her my entire goodness. family was just I, I, I mean that's her black family except for Lexi is just. But like 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 her like her the mess out of her family is so like obsessed with her body and everything. Right. And then going into high school, like falling in love and getting abused by every guy she dates. And she ended up dating ends up dating a high school uh, college guy who does the same oh, thing to so, her. And she I think we were talking Right. I thought we were talking about a completely different character. I am oh. so sorry. Wait. Well no, no Maddie, Maddie and Lexi are related. No, Cassie and Lexi are related. Mm. That's what tripped me up. You're talking sorry. about Maddie. I was thinking no, about no, I'm Cassie. I'm no, you're about fine. Cassie. I just, we're talking about oh okay cool yeah. I love how we're on the same page about that note yes okay <laughs> Cassie who um, dated and was with McKay the college football player well, I think yes. it's just that it's just everything that Cassie has gone through is very average teenager like I have a half dozen friends who all of that exact same shit happened to them really I mean, it's, it, yeah no it's it's in those moments like yeah. um again because I just watched the episode uh, mm -hmm. when like McKay gets like fucked up when he's having sex with Natty at school yeah and just Ooh, the way that yeah. she processes like. The fact that he's shutting her out and that she and then he abuses her a couple mm -hmm. times and just yeah. how isolated she feels and everything because all of her friends are shutting her out too mm -hmm. and like that's all very real that's all like very human and that can still right. be framed against the over-the-top parties and like her like like vibing like fucking the carousel <laughs> like oh my god what there's all, that there's carnival we could have a whole episode on the carnival episode the car couldn't oh we my god. <laughs> No, this the okay. You have no the idea music, how like the, oh my god, the oh cinematography. My god. That entire fucking thing is one shot. It's just it took like shot. a week to film, and it was great. It's oh, it's just it's too good. I I just it's and I think that's what it, what it's it's funny to me because this show is something that I as someone I like I said in the last episode because I'm on Tom Holland's stand Twitter and Spider Man stand Twitter. Of course, I am on Zendaya stand Twitter. So. You know, I remember, you know, the the waiting for this show to come out, the kind of like anticipation and like watching it, you know, and I was kind of in my own little world when I was watching it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's blowing up on social medias from people that, you know, I don't even think are that big in the Stan culture and whatnot and fandom culture. And they're talking about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, my little brother that I have basically no relationship with, I hear him watching the show in like the, across the, across the hall in his room. And I'm like, this is crazy. Just how big this show has gotten in so little time, because I think that, you know, it's, it's strange to me how, I guess, I don't know how teenagers process things these days and how they come about things. And I guess euphoria was just something that kind of hit on a new level for teens. And I think that's really cool. I just had a revelation. Yes, yes, yes. So, no, like, here's my theory. So I was, I was, okay. actually, I was talking with my friends this morning, actually. This morning, yesterday, one of the two. About how... <laughs> Same time. <laughs> about how, at the end of the day, like, tw like coming-of-age films for our generation right. are fantastic, amazing, some of the best of the decade, and we have so much more, like, attention and thought put into how we grew up. Oh, yeah. But it's never about now. They're never contemporary. They're about they're about mm -hmm. in the past, like Perks yeah. of Being a Wallflower, yeah. Lady Bird, uh, Spectacular Now. Like, none of these are modern films. They're all oh, period wow. to some extent. Yeah. Huh. But there's such this hyper-fixation on this unique experience. Mm -hmm. And while it doesn't have to be perfect in its storytelling, the emotion of the characters is there. Oh yeah. And I think that's I think that's what Euphoria is tapping into. Like the idea of 20 to 10's coming of age, mm -hmm. it is not to literalize it. It's to hyperbolize. It's to, yeah. it's to take say something that feels so us and then remove it from what we're going through. Whether it be by a different like time period or here, by blowing everything out of the water, by making everything so over the top and dramatic, you are able to focus on the emotions of what we go through in our day-to-day -day life. For sure.
Oh, wow. And that's crazy. I never really thought about the whole, and I, and I think that, you know, the whole coming of age tales and stories often, so often taking place in the past, specifically, like, like you said, Lady Bird, 90s, you have Brooks being a wallflower, 90s. Most of the stuff that we're seeing right now is taking place in the 90s. And I think that may just be because either the storytellers that are creating these stories and the directors and whatnot could be coming from that period and creating stories based off of their own childhood or coming of age or adolescence, or they could be just trying to target that group of, you know, 20 somethings who are seeing these movies and being like, oh, I grew up in the nineties like that. I understand. But that's no, it, you're exactly right. What euphoria does is take a time that we're already living in and it helps us relate to it. Like I, like I said, I mean, you know, it's, it's exaggerated and it seems like a little much, but you're right. It, it's almost as if it's showing us our coming of age story and how we grew up as teenagers in the way that we thought it was. I think we exaggerate our lives to an extent. You know, I think that at some point we want to see, you know, I, I think that we, it's like that saying that's kind of going around and people are saying it a lot recently, like as a joke, but it's like, oh, my life is a movie. I think we want to see that so badly because we want these formative years to mean something so much, even though it's so little of our lives that's happening. We're, 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 we're so as just, I guess, I think really just as a generation, we're so honed in on the fact that our teenage years and our high school and college years are supposed to be the best years of our life. And when we see things like euphoria and when we, you know, I think that some parts of us are kind of like, oh my, I feel seen in this way because that's how it felt to me. It may not have looked like that, but that's how it felt. Yeah. I, I think that's I think... what it does a good job with. I think beyond that, you can also tell like like the stories that our generation is telling, like especially like uh, like like I forget. Are you a media major or are you? Like, I'm en I'm English uh, right. with communications and writing, but I right. I may I've taken a couple media X and whatnot, yeah. so I understand. I, I think <laughs> like observing through like the media X lens and just a film major lens and everything like that. I think like the two kind of stories you see most often told from people around us mm -hmm. are horror yeah. and drama. Oh. And I think both serve those purposes within ourselves as students and as teenagers or young adults or anything like that. The idea of coming to terms with the pain that we've been inflicted inflicted by. Oh, wow. Because horror most often like reflects what we go through and the fears we have in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. And just, again, just drama is about just like trying to like, trying to relate to somebody, trying to share how you're feeling, how the world around you feels and how that can Sort of manifest itself in your life wow, and i yeah. think I, I mean i think that's one of the reasons why euphoria hits so well is we again like it hits everything like every possible like fear you can imagine and then some it addresses mm -hmm. and oh again small thing because I, I just watched the episode episode seven mm -hmm. um <laughs> um oh, rue no. Ru, Ru looking up like do bipolar people know they're bi bipolar says no and she's like Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> like, I have I have multiple friends who have done that exact thing. Oh and my it, god. It's just it's great at capturing how we feel the world around us revolves. Oh yeah. Like how how the universe feels when we're living in it at that age and at that moment of just like everything's falling apart because just nothing seems Because I don't right. understand anything. Exactly. Like I can't understand myself. How am I supposed to understand anything else? It's that kind of like trapped in your own head situation of just being a teenager, a young adult, being in your formative years and trying to make sense of everything when no, it feels like no one will help you out with it. Even, like it's, it's, it's funny because I feel like your teenage years are some of the, some of the loneliest points in your life, but at the same time you surround yourself with people, at least, you know, like I, I know I did, you know, I, I had friends that we would hang out every day after school. However, you know, I would go back home and be like, nobody understands me and I don't understand myself. And this is all just crap. And I just want to go, to, I, I just want to be in college. And now that I'm in college, I'm like, fuck, take me back to high school. I hate this. <laughs> take me back I, to when it was easy to be a person. I don't get it. any. like, I get it less now. I just, like, I, just, I miss the petty drama of high school. Oh, just like, too. just like oh the idea, god. just like, oh my god, can you believe this person gets kid this person? I'm like, yeah, can you believe that like half the school wants to kill themselves? Like, 
it's such a different that... weight of drama going through each year. Can you believe that our entire college experience has been dwindled down to just talking through screens to people? It's exactly what the boomers didn't want. And now here we are. Don't you love how we had a president who lied about statistics to try and remove majors and students from our school? really? Yeah, that's why oh, she got yeeted out. Yikes, 5,000. Jesus We're, Christ. No, it's exactly that. It's <laughs> the world has become so much bigger and larger and scarier now in college. Exactly. In high school, where everything's just... It's so like, trivial. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. I, I, I want to break down the character arcs because we are at a bit oh, long please. now without even talking about oh, yeah, I know. We're really, really f- philosophizing. That's not a word. Yeah. Oh, God. Phil- oh, oh, okay. What's okay, the word? So Anyways, we, go on to the character. <laughs> I was like, so, uh, so Rue and Cassidy got two. I think those are really good characters. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. The man, the only man who deserves rights. Fez. 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 I love how we knew. We both knew. Oh my god. And Angus Cloud is just I love him so much. He's he is his character and I think that's fantastic. He's he's just uh what a guy. But yes, Fez, Fezco and his and and little Ashtray too. We Ashtray, not Ashtray. We can't we can't forget the little man. But yes. I think Fez is such a great character. Oh yeah, because just like the the idea of just a drug dealer with a heart on its own is really interesting. It's right. But just his way of just like like um, I think it's episode four mm-hmm. where he apologizes for her breakdown at his door and calling him all those oh, things. Which, that's fuck that hurt. Oof. Um, just like his like, don't worry, like I don't believe shit you say. You're a drug addict. You're you buy my shit. You don't his, like his your words. Standing. Yeah, and then just, he's he still apologizes and he's like, thank you, like. This man deserves so many hugs. Because he, I mean, and I think that sh- kind of, that I think that shows another, like, reality of a situation. Because I think when people, especially adults, think about drug dealers and this, you know, sketchy, evil, trying you, you th- to... You think about mouse. You, right. Exactly. You, th- you think about, like, these awful people who are in it for blood and in it for, you know, just ruining the lives of our youth today. But in reality, a lot of them are just regular people trying to get by, which is exactly, I mean, Fez is the picture perfect idea of that. He's very much just trying to like save up and care for his like grandmother who is just completely catatonic at this Vegetable. point. You know, like it's, and he, exactly. And he's, he's trying to provide for what little family he has left. And it's not as if he's trying to corrupt anyone either. He's just, he's, he's simply running a business and he's just trying to, you know, do things for people, except he, he has this, he has these ethics. He sees when things are not okay in, in Rue specifically. And, in you know, his understanding of like, dude, you need to stay clean. You can't do this. Like you just got out of rehab. You need to, you need to not dive back in so quickly. What's it been like two days? He, he understands when there's a problem and he's able to, you know, personally like tell people to stop. He's, he's, he's in it for the money, but not to the extent where he will ruin someone's lives, especially well, someone like Rue. I, th- I think I think he's a great mirror to like Ollie. Ooh, of just yeah. like just just like I think like Ollie is a great way to frame I think Fest in, in a sense because mm-hmm. Ollie has just like gone through so much shit as someone at uh, NA, like mm-hmm. as, as like a sponsor for Rue. It's like meant to be there, be supportive, and right. when they hang out, he's just like, don't give me bullshit. Like he he mm-hmm. cuts it like he. I think through Rue's addiction and a process of recovery, mm-hmm. like you get to see how real people are. People who like understand how tough it is to go through that, through the, through the process of addiction and trying to recover from it. Oh, yeah. And just the, the surprising support system you can create people who just understand what you went through. Exactly. And it's... And I think that that's another reason. And I and I thought about this pretty pretty deeply, uh, just real quick, and then we can go on to more more characters because there's too much to cover at this point. A lot. Um, there's so many people in the show. I think that I, I I go back and one of the biggest scenes to me that sticks out in my head, and I think uh, as if the prom is the last episode, if I remember correctly, it was at the prom or the dance that they go to, and it's Rue sitting at the table with all of these girls and. It's funny because it's like Rue goes to high school with these people. Rue is in a relationship with Jules, who knows all of these people a lot more, a lot like a lot, a lot better than Rue does. You know, Jules is friends with Kitty. Jules is an acquaintance with all these people, but you've never really seen Rue interact with Maddie or Cassie or Kitty. Rue has no support system in her life other than her mom, her sister, Fez, 
and Jules and, and, and Ellie. But at the same time, it's like she has no one her age other than Jules. Yeah, I, I would even argue like, like, to, like for herself, mm-hmm. her only support system is Jules. And like exactly, we see like yeah. her mom cares for her and Gia cares for her. Her mom tries, her. but she can only yeah. do so much. But just like those are like the root, the reason that Rue got off of mm-hmm. everything was because was of Jules. Jules. Yep. And it's such toxic codependency, but she mm-hmm. she just that was her sign, like that she needed yep. to get better to make someone happy because she saw like a future with Jules as like a friend, a girlfriend, a wife, anything, and just oh, fuck the finale. The finale mm-hmm. is fucking rough. It's hard. And I, and well, well, I guess, you know what, actually I'm going to move on from that. We'll go into something else because I don't <laughs> want to talk about the, the upcoming episode until a little later, but um, yeah. I'll, I'll cut there. But, uh, and it's, and I, and I wrote all of this down. I mean, it's, but like, like I was saying that, that pivotal scene kind of in the, in the prom where I remember someone, I think it was Maddie being the blunt bitch that she is. I love her, but at the same time, I don't, she kind of, she said something along the lines of like, not going to lie. I swear. I thought you died or something like straight to rule or straight to rules, straight to, straight to rue. She just said, was like, guys, not going to lie. I thought you killed yourself. Like no, no nothing of that. And it, and it kind of made me think like rue has no relationship with anyone. She is the most outsider of outsiders in this entire school. Like no one, no one barely, like people barely know who she is except for maybe three people. And it just, it's, it's crazy to me that you have this show that spotlight, that it spotlights Maddie, it spotlights Cassie, it spotlights Kitty, it spots, it's, oh my God, I can't talk. It spotlights Rue and Jules, but at the same time, Rue barely connects with any of them. And it's just wild to me. She's like a framing device in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, and and that's why, and that's what serves her, that's what her opening narration serves for. Oh yeah. It's this idea of just like she she is like the the the, the wallflower. Mm-hmm. Like she's there and she sees everyone's drama. She knows everything about it. She's always there, like lurking and in the no background. No one knows anything about her. Yeah. Except for the few people that she lets in. Yeah. And even you know, and I say that she she her Lexi is one of her um, oldest I, friends. We can go into it later, but I think like oh, yeah. like the 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 in the closet Lexi arc is something I subscribe to. Very oh, much. me too. Oh my. <laughs> See, and that's it's funny to me because well well so like I was about to say I was just gonna say like Lexi and Rue are extremely old friends like they've known each other and been friends for a long time but you can very clearly see like the dwindling of that relationship just within like the first you know few episodes when rue you know goes to see lexi for the first time probably after she's out of rehab and she's just like i need your pee so i can be clean on a drug test (laughs) i just love that phrase (laughs) and it's kind of like um you know like this is your oldest friend and this is the first time you've seen her since your long stint at rehab and you just need her pee so you can you know and it's kind of like this okay i can tell your relationship is not is is neither going up but it's kind of steadily making a decline and it stinks i think because it's something that's in my opinion a lot healthier for rue than jules's relationship as much as i love jules but the problem is rue and jules want different things and we know this i think i think even that like at the end of the day like and you see it in the finale when jules asked her to go away with her Mm-hmm. Like to to some extent, Jules is like some version of a manic pixie dream girl for Rue. Oh yeah. At least until the finale. Oh, like yeah. just like this person who just wandered into Rue's life mm-hmm. and just took it over with her personality. And I love her. And I would love to hear, <laughs> like Jules, like if Jules was a person, fuck yes, absolutely would love oh, yeah. to be your best friend. Yes. But she's so toxic as a person. Right. Like, and at the end will... of the day, like she she's controlling. Like, not, not, no, no, oh, not the right word. I don't think okay, so what yeah. I think the thing is, is that and you can trace it back to both of Rue and Jules's backstories, I think that Jules doesn't want to be tied down. Jules can't be tied down. She yeah. physically needs to be doing something at all times, cannot be stuck in one place for too long. I mean, you see her go off to the city at the end of the season, you see her take the train. And I think you can trace it back to her stay, you know, in the hospital as a kid. She was trapped in there. Not She didn't want to do that. She couldn't take it. She was having a really hard time. And so as a, a young adult, as a late teen, this is something that she she can't just be stuck in this one place, not even for one person. She can try her best to get that person to come with her, but it's it, it, she has to go. She can't stay. Whereas Rue, uh, Rue, she's searching for security, searching for something to ground her. For the most part, is Jewel. You know, she 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 can't find it in her mother. She can't find it in her sister, who's kind of kind of growing up and doing her own things. She doesn't think that she can count on Lexi anymore. And you know, she 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 needs she needs that security, which is not exactly something that Jules can provide her with. And so I think that's where their 
paths cross so perfectly, but they keep going in opposite directions because it just doesn't doesn't add up. And so I'm curious as to what's going to happen. But what are I mean, what are your thoughts on just the whole idea of their situation, I guess? I don't know. My brain's not stuck on like the fact you compare the two, like like the math problems, like the train drive at the station together at what time? Exactly. Right. <laughs> they I mean, just keep going. Um, it's just it's it's hard. I just think back because like I've had to wait two years for this. <laughs> I just I really I really I really just want to see more of everyone. Mm-hmm. I thought to like to some extent like maybe that was gonna be like the last we see of Jules period, and we would just have to move on without her friend. Right house. And I, that scared me too. Heartbroken. That was gonna I, be awful. I don't know if that's even a thing yet because I haven't seen them like announce anything about season two other than this episode that we can get. I've up, seen like, get filming back footage. Oh, I've, I've seen. I didn't even know they were filming. I've yet. seen behind the scenes footage. And I've seen that Zendaya and, and and Hunter were definitely together a month or so ago. So can, yeah, just deep breaths. Say real quickly, the fact that <laughs> yeah. fucking Zendaya, what's his name? The fact that Zendaya is dating is dating Jacob. She's not lot, anymore. No, okay. so I can I can fill you on that. He very clearly cheated on her at some <gasps> point, and is just has this awful like just he he continues to do it to multiple women. And it's he's an no he is an awful person. Uh, I hate like I I I know you hate the kissing booth. I hate it just as yeah. much. And I hated him just because I hated the kissing booth. But now I hate him independently of anything that. <laughs> he does because he is a rat human being and i am not excited to see him in this next coming few episodes of euphoria i hope he rots in hell and rats he he's no awful. Rights. rats deserve no rights and that includes you jacob so hope you're listening of course he's listening to this so i hope he hears it graham if you get one piece of real talk merch please let it be rats deserve no rights rats deserve no right dude oh my god we should i will make that right now i'm gonna put that on Redbubble. i swear to go god i'm gonna do it us. oh that's gonna be so fucking cool oh, uh, look man, up for just- our rats deserve no rights merch coming soon <laughs> oh i'm gonna make that i swear to god i'll send it out a link do it. it'd be great but yes uh, but so the whole nate arc oh god it's art. again because i love jules jules is my favorite oh, character. yeah of course but just and the pain that he inflicts and it never ends and never he ends. keeps coming back to him exactly and and she, and i'm i'm still questioning this arc to this day because there's so much to it that i think is left unsaid would you agree, or, or is it is it pretty straightforward to you? Like, do you think you? Because because my problem is I don't know if Nate is, and my brother's name is Nate. So if he's in the other room and he runs in right now, that's that's my fault. It's like, However, fuck Nate. It's like, it's like what do you fuck Nate? I hate Nate. He's like, what? Why? No. Um, <laughs> but the but you know, it, I I watched. I've I've seen it. Like I've said, I've seen it a couple times, and I still to this day don't know if he is the way he is because he disapproves of his father's closeted homosexuality bisexuality whichever it is or is he the way he is because he himself is closeted or is it a mix of both that's what i don't know so what i'm hearing is uh oh oh yeah so so nate is just the 2010 version of karofsky why does that sound oh yes 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 karofsky from no exactly exactly because it's like is he king his anger and his disgust and his just pure trash rat of a human being personality out on you know defenseless lgbtq plus youth because he is homophobic and trash or is it because he's closeted and can't come to terms with his own identity that's what i that's what i'm like i don't i don't know if i don't know what nate's true feelings are and that's why i'm a little confused with his arc although i understand it rats deserve no rights to him exactly but that's why i don't I, I, I'm still unsure about his entire situation. So what 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 did you get from it? Because you've watched it fairly recently. I I mean like I, right I, now. So. You see, I I never really like dove too far into the mindset of it. I just could again sort of like um <clears throat> I hate men. So yes. just, I never <laughs> never really saw it much deeper than he just had a fucked up childhood from I think I would just like not trusting his father right, right. as well as being exposed to the, at such a young age and seeing what right. his dad can do and learning like this mm-hmm. is the way you should treat people. Right. Especially just especially with having such a like his first relationship with Maddie just being such a toxic mm-hmm. one and such a oh, abusive yeah. one. Like everything is built up to just him, just one being a bad person. But oh, we're yeah. talking like ignoring that just and then just the objectivity of it. Mm-hmm. Not knowing how to express how you feel. And everything right. you're going through, you need to solve by, with violence, with just mm-hmm. everything his dad taught him. Football player. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I mean, like you can see it. And I guess and, and when, when you say that, it kind of, it makes me understand that I don't think we're really supposed to know what Nate is feeling because Nate himself has no clue what is happening in his head. All he knows is anger, anger, violence, abuse, manipulate, anger, anger. You know? I, I think I think he knows what and who makes him happy, which is mm-hmm. why he does everything he does to keep Maddie and why at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he blackmails Jules. But mm-hmm. the first part of that wasn't about, like, Maddie, it's about her. He right. basically said, like, I've all this shit against you, but you could be happy with me. 
And like, like I don't like. There's no way to defend his actions. He is a horrible, horrible, horrible human being. He's trash. In and out. Like psychologically breaking, breaking it down. He felt like he needed to hold her hostage because of how happy she made him. Right. And how he needed to either fuck up the situation with self destruction or just I need to guarantee that you're in my life forever because he loved her that much. And then when that once that gone, he does everything to keep Maddie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh fuck! No, he reminds me of the guys in high school who would always just like their girlfriends like shit until they get a new relationship and then actively try to destroy it so that way they, they can get her back. It's like, just it's so toxic. And I think that going back to it, that's one of the things Euphoria gets right is the just all around obsession and manipulation of high school boys because of their own insecurities which is something that i guess like i i look back on euphoria and i think i've never experienced any of this because like i said i was kind of a loser in high school and so but then i think about it and it's like no you at some point in time i definitely have experienced you know like male male manipulation from someone that you thought that you know was that someone that that i thought was you know the love of my life and it's kind of crazy and and it's definitely not to that extent but the more i think back on it it's kind of like uh uh-oh there are red flags popping up all over the place and i think i mean that's that's another thing that's one thing that euphoria is, is great for is kind of this this help understanding you know your w- what you've gone through if maybe you didn't see it too clearly the first time yeah. i think it, it, it's really good for that um uh, yeah also sidetracking the soundtrack is really good oh the soundtrack like, labyrinth did oh my god okay wait see? finale finale question yes oh i, I feel like i know so, what you're gonna ask <laughs> but the, the first time i watched the let's call it the music video of the finale right yeah like the yeah. actual full ending how did you feel i yeah. didn't like it that much like so and i i yeah, no, tell, so, me, yeah, tell me your thoughts I just, I just, I didn't feel like it connected really well. I didn't lo- like, it just felt very out of nowhere. The fact that it ends on that just makes it so, like, what is this meant to be? Right. And I've listened to the song like a thousand times since then. Mm-hmm. I've watched like it on its own a couple times. Yeah. It just feels like, again, this idea of just like, let's exacerbate, let's, let's hyperbolize everything you're feeling. And literally this is Rue's world mm-hmm. shattering. Like the person that she loves mm-hmm. most arguably and all of this. Gone. Gone. Yep. You may never see her again. And it was her choice. It wasn't like, oh shit, the world decided this. I decided this and she starts being self-destructive. And that's what it is. Every, like, there's so much chaos within her. And the only way to do that isn't through words. It's through right. music. It's oh, through music. Oh, I'm just talking about just like in filmic language and everything. Like, right. Sometimes words aren't enough and you need to go that big, which is why you have the choir and why you have like a giant library and it just ends on her. And just mm-hmm. this to her is too much to handle, which is why it goes from dialogue to, to song. beautiful, amazing to... musical sequence. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So... I, I first off, I love that you asked this question because I definitely was going to bring it up at some point. But I I remember specifically where I mean I guess I was I was in my room when it happened like I was right here. But I remember watching this sequence happen and I was already in tears because of the whole Jules leaving and everything yeah. happening and I was already crying. And then that scene starts out with a some sort of like a, a kind of a flashback, if you will, to the night that her father died. I believe is what happens and she you find out that the hoodie that she wears through like the majority of the show was her father's which just broke me into a billion little pieces and so i'm i'm watching it and i'm just i'm sobbing like a baby and i'm kind of like I'm, I'm trying to focus on what's happening but my eyes are blurry i'm too i'm too i'm too sad <laughs> and she starts singing all of a sudden and i'm like hold on hold whoa, whoa 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 like slow down slow down what is happening but i'm like i i you know it's the song slaps the sequence slaps but i'm still crying because i just do not know what's happening but i remember going to tumblr after this happened which is where i have most of my fandom discourse going down and i remember seeing all these posts of people saying like okay i know that you saw rue relapsing and she was snorting something at the end of that scene right before she starts singing and she's stumbling through the halls but is that canon did that really happen because how seriously can you take this final sequence is was was my and a lot of people's questions because it's like because she's singing and is this really happening or did it is this hypothetical or because we saw her a sort of flashback when her father died is this a flashback and she hasn't relapsed yet so i couldn't tell what had really happened was my problem with it so but i, I, think, I, I now, think it I know. I think comes with the dissatisfaction of it just like you don't mm-hmm. know what if, if this is the real finale or not right, right, and like if this right. was something for the, for the character just for the audience and this right. in authenticity exactly and, and like part of me was like oh this is just happening because zendaya can sing but then you bring up the fact that it's this monumentous, like not monumentous, but it's this 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 uh, the situation where the emotions are running so high that the only thing that Rue can do is put on this full on fucking show, you know. And I I love that. And the song, you're right. I listened to it just a billion times. <laughs> right. Labyrinth is a genius. Yeah, right. <laughs> Labyrinth is just a genius in what he does with music. And I, I had been a fan of his uh, for a while before I knew he. I, I at first I didn't really know that he was doing the music for the show until I think I watched yeah. it. But um. You know, and now uh, still don't know my name is getting big. Uh, whereas, oh, yeah. you know, like I think after it came out, uh, All for Us was pretty hype because that was, you know, in the show and there were actually characters singing and every and everything. Um, but yeah, it just it it's you're no. At first, I was kind of in the same boat as you. I was kind of like, what's happening? Like, why? When did this turn into a musical? Because I think that it was just the last thing that I expected. Like, like the last thing I expected was yeah. for Rue to break out into a little musical number with her tap dance and shoes. Like, she okay, she didn't do that, like, but you know what? <laughs> I, mean. I, I love a lot of the show. Like, occasionally leans into like they're not very realistic. Like. 
Japan, right. like just watched episode seven. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we're going on going on her like her fucking downward spiral. Yeah. Of just being a detective. And oh god, so good. Crazy. Oh god, I love, so it. I love good. it. But that, that feels she looks so, so hot in that entire scene. <laughs> and Halloween. Oh and my Halloween. god. I, oh, and Halloween. See, I was I was more with Rule with with with, with Jules <laughs> on that one because I love Romeo and Juliet, and so she got me. She got me with the angel wing outfit. I was wondering she, what it uh, was. So I don't know if Rue was playing along with that. I'm not sure if Rue really dressed up as Romeo. I mean, I, she could have, but she could have done a little better with her Romeo she, she outfit. Romeo. I think it could. She could be my Romeo any day. Oh my God. Zendaya, if you're listening and you're free I'm on Tuesday, I am also free on Tuesday. Just call me, man. Come on. Come on, Zendaya. Just call me. I know you're busy filming Spider Man 3. Man 3. Uh, we know you're in the but scary. But like. <laughs> We know you and Tom are hanging out, but are you really? Come hang out with me. They've been hanging out for a while. I feel like it's free real estate there. Listen, you know that, I mean, I'm Tom Day, a trash number one, but obviously it happened, but it's over now, so okay. I have to get over it. Okay. <laughs> Tom Day or Liv Holland? Oh, wow. That. What about Liv Zaya? <laughs> Liv Day? Yeah, Actually, I think that wins. <laughs> oh, my God. I, Anyways, I mean. I, I just, I think the show is like just a lot for me as well. Just like. Mm-hmm. More than just the content, just it's heavy on me. Oh, it, yeah, it, it leaves you with something for a while, yeah. for sure. Like the fact that I can binge it is really strange. I just feel like really bad after episodes sometimes. I feel that, it, and I think it, it puts you through the ringer. And again, like all of that, yeah. I think like I, I think it's weird how the show just works really well, even though your lead character doesn't really connect anyone else's stories right. until like everything sort of coalesces. Yep. But uh, and I, just, I think just everything Rue goes through just hurts because mm-hmm. like you want her to, to do better, right? And I almost feel as if, like, and I, and I think about it, and I have friends who have I have tried to watch this with, and they've kind of been like, this is really triggering for me. I need to take a step away from it. I don't think yeah. that I can continue watching it. And it kind of, yes, it showed me that, like, I think I was so stuck up, not stuck up, but just, like, stuck in general in my I didn't do anything in high school mindset. Because watching this show, it's definitely hard to watch, and it definitely takes something out of you. But when you go through experiences like the characters in the show have i bet it's 10 times like the 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 emotion is just is 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 magnified by a billion and i can only imagine you know and it's it's just it's it's nuts how i i guess i like kind of like saw somewhat firsthand of how this show is so over the top yet so realistic that it can make people feel this way yeah you know I think I, I just come from a very like angry perspective with everything. Mm, like, I can't okay. think of what, what it was. What it was a reference to? But, like let's say for reference it was Heather's. Yeah. I think stuff like Heather's is so interesting because it demonizes high schoolers in such a way that like I felt like mm. when I was in high school, mm. like fully admitting, fully admitting how stupid these kids are and how mean they can be, <laughs> right. and just how much of bad people they just tend to be to everyone else because of everything yeah. they're going through. And I think Euphoria is a show that like can make me understand like not to defend these people, but just like I can finally see why people are so hurtful and why right. everything around them. And it's just. Right. Like, yes. Like and, it's hard to change for them. Like again, look at Nate and look at something right. that he's done with Nate. And just mm-hmm. by the end of the day, like you know why they're doing this. Right. And again, other than Nate and Cal, because fuck Jacobs. Fuck. Um, oh my God. Fuck all Jacobs. Yes. And is- but 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 even then, I mean, Cal. Fuck that guy. That, that guy's just a piece of shit. We hate him one hundred percent. Oh, but Manaka. Nate, I love just- Manaka. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But but the the thing is with Nate is that you can see where his downward spiral came from even though everything he does is so shitty and so evil you have to admit that he's been through some shit too even though he has this seemingly perfect cookie cutter life you know he's he's not happy and he's not comfortable with anything ever and he's just kind of this empty shell filled with emotions where there should be people and human traits instead of like angry evil monsterness (laughs) you know it's just like it's like as much as he sucks and as much as I don't want to defend him, also, like, he's been through shit. And I think that's just, like, you know, that's just the point of the show is saying that, like, everyone goes through shit. Still fuck, still fuck all Jacobs, though. Yeah, fuck all they Jacobs. Go stop so, Jacobs. before yes. we, I keep forgetting, we should we should put, like, a header of everything. Like, this is a spoiler show, but. Yeah, I can, I can hop right in and blah, 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 yeah. but yeah. Um, <laughs> where do you see things going from here? Because I'm not going to lie. Legit- so, like, when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be an anthology series mm. of, like, different kids, different high schools around the country, around the world. I'm telling you, not- you, you need to watch Skins. It's on Hulu. You have to watch That's a- Because that's exactly what Skins is. I just, I couldn't imagine that this was going to continue because I feel like, again, like, I don't remember the finale super well other than a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. But I think it just, it, it wraps up decently well if you can confirm that Rue died from the overdose. Oh, Because, like, because oh, Jules yeah. going to live their own okay. life, you can, like, reconnect with Jules in, like, a couple years or anything. I think a lot of the kids, their drama while not being finished, it reaches a point of understanding. Yeah. Like, Kat's relationship with, I think his name is, like, David or something. Yeah, fucking, yeah, uh, the, the good guy. God, I Ethan. love that man. Ethan, Ethan. yep. I will Justice say that for after Ethan. the show. But yeah. <laughs> um, just, I think a lot of things the characters went through are so... It wraps up nicely. 
Yeah. It really does. Even though it ends on a, on a super big cliffhanger, like, if you can right. clearly say, like, what happened to her, like, that, that finishes fine. And I don't know what to do know, from here. Because Nate right. fucking sociopath. He did pretty bad shit. I don't know how they top that. And mm-hmm. I don't want them to redeem him. And then you get fucking, uh, I don't, if they redeem him, three, I'm going to be so and pissed. Bullshit. And I don't, and I, and I really don't think that, I, I hope that they won't. And I feel like yeah. they won't, but you never know. My, I'm, again, my, my only thing I want to know more about is, like, I want to know how Jules is doing. I want to see if Rue's alive. And I want right. to see if Lexi's gay. Because there's no yeah. fucking way that woman goes to fucking Halloween, Halloween is Bob Ross. Bob Ross is not gay. It does not make sense. That the thing is, like, we didn't, Lexi was the one character that we really didn't dive too deep into. If anything, like, if anyone was a side character, it was, I mean, the obvious side characters, but then Lexi was thrown in there. And you can't bring in a fucking Apatow and not give them more story. I mean, Judd would have a fit. He would not stand for this. His daughter will be in the show. Hashtag no. Judd writes. Hashtag God, honestly. I love the Apatows. I didn't for a stint, but then I watched Euphoria and I was like, she's all right. But I think that one of the things I hope that season two dives into, like you said, is more Lexi because I want to see what's going on with her. And her family's a mess too. Her, her dad is Cassie's dad. Or no. No. Yes. Yeah. I for why did I think they had different fathers? I mean, like saying that, you know, her she's she's dealing with the same family drama that Cassie is. And I'm curious as to how she's doing it, because everyone takes family trauma differently, you know, and so her mother is like a very, you know, non uh what's the word? Not a great mom. She's not a great mom. She's a she's a low functioning alcoholic at any at, at, at any point, maybe medium at best, but God, it's bad. So it's like, why are we brushing over, you know, another a story of another person who's going through the exact same thing that everyone else is? And she has a friend who's a drug addict and who overdosed and who basically, you know, didn't know if she was okay for months. And it's like there's just up with that. she's probably fucked up with it, but we don't even we don't even glimpse into it. She's she's almost there as like, you know, uh, what's what's the word? Um, comedic relief because she's like, ha, look at me, I'm Bob Ross, and it's like. No, show me your feelings. How are you? Are you okay? And it's like, so, so okay, so starting off, that is one thing that I hope that they on in season two. And I, and I guess for, real quick, we'll kind of just preface that uh, Euphoria will be putting out, I guess, like a special season episode yeah. so in I, December I, 18th, I believe. December 8th. December 8th. So oh, so soon. Oh my God, so soon. That's why I thought oh, it's like, no. I, we gotta, like, we gotta, okay, so okay. Here's, here's the synopsis according oh. to uh, IMDb. In the aftermath of, of being left by Jules at the train station and relapsing, the first special episode follows Rue as she celebrates Christmas. That's it. That's all we fucking That's it? Get. That's oh, it. God. Okay, so... Oh, wait, wait, also, the, the title okay. is Trouble Don't Last Always, which is oh, very ominous, but still fucking go off of. Well, so all I... And, and I'll say all I do know about, based on what... Oh, based on behind-the-scenes footage that I've seen through Twitter and whatnot, I know that Zendaya and Hunter are... They're not... Like, like they had been together. Like, they had met up. I know that I... I saw footage of them dancing on a beach, and there were cameras around. Um, I I don't know what that means. I don't think I don't I don't think that in the show they'll be dancing on the beach. I think that was just like a not yet rolling situation. How like and it was like fun dancing. It wasn't like slow dancing, you know. So I I think they'll be filming on the beach. Saw them just saw them just in a cityscape, probably LA ish area. I think they, it takes place in California. Am I right? I know the high school is East Highlands. So I didn't know. I, shall, I'll, yeah, I'll now. I have no idea because like Ru, or when Jules talks about going to the city, I immediately think, oh, she's going to New York City, and it's like, no, they're not in New York. Like I. I have no idea where the show takes place, but, uh, but yeah, so I, 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 here's my problem is that I would love for there to be a Rue and Jules reunion. Like I would love for them to reunite in this Christmas special. I would love for them to reconcile whatever happened, but at the same time, I don't think that showrunners would do that for this. I think that they're saving this Rue and Jules, like, you know, situation and the aftermath of it, of it for season two. So if anything, I think that this is just going to be an ep- like literally what the synopsis says. I think it's going to be Rue trying to celebrate Chris- celebrate Christmas after Will's leaves, and maybe that scene of them on the beach is just a daydream that she has. That is my that's that's my prediction. What what are you what are you thinking? I want to cry. Uh, oh no, I ruined <laughs> your life. I'm oh, no, just, no, 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 that's it. I'm probably going to cry watching the episode because like oh yeah, it's just and it's so close. I literally have I have no expectations. Just like just like while listening to you, I was just trying to think about like what else I want from the show. I, like, I don't know. Right. I'm I'm slightly scared that the show might get fucked up in season two. Yeah. But I I just don't I don't know what else they could give us. And through right. the speculation and through all the shit you sent on Twitter, which I gotta follow those fucking accounts now because I gotta see. Oh yeah, I, I can I can send um, you a few if you need them. <laughs> yes. Um I don't I don't know what they can do to fix this. And I like, you know, and that's Rube it's kind of oh, died. Like where is this oh, gonna yeah. go next? Like, she's gonna come back and rehab. There's a whole thing there. Like, actually, but then again, she almost died in the first season, and she's she's good. <laughs> well, also, to like, imagine imagine the series isn't like a, a anthology, but mm-hmm. it's just about like the like the Rue Chronicles. I would like, imagine love if that. season two was literally like just uh, rehab. Once again, I would coming. love that. I because see, like as much as I love the other characters, I got into the show because of Zendaya. I'm in it for. Z- I mean, now I'm into it for Hunter and Zendaya. But <laughs> if it's just Zendaya for the rest of time, if if my life was like that, if it was just Zendaya for the rest of time, I'd be happy. <laughs> 
uh, because it's just Zendaya's world. It's Emmy award winners in Zendaya's world. And we are all just living in it, you guys. She won an Emmy for this. I mean, if that is not a reason for you to want to go and watch the show, which you shouldn't be listening to this if you have not seen it, then Zendaya winning an Emmy for this should be enough in my Again, opinion. everything comes down to fucking, I mean, yes, the finale, but also see episode three. Oh, of yeah. Just her breaking down outside of Fez's. Like, uh, yes, her dying at the finale, dying, whatever, overdosing. I uh, heard yeah. a lot. But nothing hurt more than her like degrading Fez for not supporting her addiction. Mm-hmm. And the, the way that she treats them is so fucking sad. It's just it's it's heartbreaking. And, the, and and her just her entire her entire arc is heartbreaking. You know, and she it's it's almost like she doesn't get a break. You know, she does, but not really. I mean, even like so much is expected of her. Like, so much is expected she's expected to be sober. She expects to like mm-hmm. be supportive, but she's also expected to like not be green and put and held to a higher standard. Right. And, and everyone I, just put it through the ring of just not being perfect, not being like fixed or correct and that's why she right. ends up like being so fucking depressed, like in episode seven. <laughs> like, oh God! Oh geez, what an episode too. And I, I I wrote this down, but I think about how what happened in the Halloween episode where they go to a party and Jules is kind of just going off the rails at this point. She's fucking she's, zooted. She's fucking zooted and she's going crazy. And Rue is freaking out. And it's kind of like this, you know. You could at first think like, oh, you're being so hypocritical. You do so much worse. But it's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. She sees and wants to protect the people that she deems worthy of respect and love and and security. It's it's just like with her sister. At the carnival. Sister. At the carnival. It's just like with her sister, you know, who she finds smoking weed at the carnival and she's like, no, you're not doing this. And it's kind of like her, and I think her sister even says like, you do it. Like what's, and she's like, no, you don't get it. I'm not letting oh. you go down this same rabbit hole. Well, no, I, I think the, I think the way, I think the carnival is just a great little piece. Like just the, the way to, the way to see, I'm trying to say, just when, I think, I think the guy's like Troy or something. When mm-hmm. Gia's smoking with Troy mm-hmm. and just like, hey, I got to rehab, like, you want some more? And just, and the way he degraded her, like, calling her, like, a fucking druggie or something. Mm-hmm. And Gia's like, oh, no, these are bad people. Right. And seeing the way that they, that they try to hurt her sister about it. Like, little character development. I, also, I want more Gia. Gia, I want Oh, I love Gia. And, and, oh, my Stan, God. Uh, I, think I think her name's Storm Reed. Reed? Yeah. Yep. She's fantastic. And I think yeah. that... And and, Zend- and 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 you can see like through social media posts and whatnot that Zendaya has kind of taken her under her wing because Storm was definitely she was in kind of the Disney crowd for a, a hot second with a couple of of Disney movies that I think and so I think that I think that it's gonna be I think that we're we're definitely not we haven't seen the last of Storm Reed and we're definitely in the future she's gonna have a similar kind of way about her that Zendaya does now just with you know being in the media I can definitely see that um, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited for that no so I, I agree I definitely I definitely want more Gia I think that it's just I I I cannot wait for more Euphoria which is hopefully happening i mean it's definitely happening in december but i hope that season two comes out you know at least summer of next year that'll definitely yeah. i mean well now that i think about it we're probably not going to get anything until really late next year just because who knows who knows how long spider-man's going to take to film you know fucking thanks a lot tom get it together no i want spider-man more than anything i, I, I take mean, that hey, back I mean, just like all the rest of like <laughs> go after love interest in the last movie and then gives us plenty of time exactly <laughs> Oh no! Don't say no! Wait, no! Don't say that! No! 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 Oh God! I just re- I just I just processed what you said. How dare you? How I am leaving this! I I quit the show. How dare you do Man, this? I still how amazing Spider-Man Two. Just like the hand reaches out to try and save Mar- uh, to try and save a uh, Mary Jane. It's fucking um. You listen to me right now. If you do anything to Michelle Jones in Spider-Man Three, title coming soon. I you're gonna you and me out in the street, buddy. Fucking get, get ready because it's don't not gonna be pretty for you. Don't you love when when the hand reached out to try and grab? <sighs> I mean, Gwen Stacy, it just, it doesn't get her in time. You just on purpose. Oh, the snap. When you heard the snap, it was just too much. God, that but movie was just, I don't even want to think about it. Where have we gone with this? Good Lord. Pain. Nothing Ugh. but pain. Nothing but pain. And that is the theme of this episode. God, so, okay. Can you, can, I, I know that we tried to, I, I guess it, it's hard. Like we said earlier in an episode where we, where we reviewed a, a TV show, it's, it's hard to review or not review, but it's hard to rate a show in numbers because obviously episodes don't really you know there are not all equal in quality yeah, we don't love all of them the same. oh yeah for sure so but do you what's what's your i don't know what are your final thoughts what are your what are your what's your what's your pitch if you want if you want someone to watch the show what would you what would you say all right ladies gentlemen and people who know better if you <laughs> I, I still live for freddie mercury don't don't give me credit for that i don't know so it's just think of it as like stefan there's this oh. great TV show. It's called yes. Euphoria. It has, everything. it has everything. Depression, anxiety, alcoholism. Drug uh, addiction. <laughs> drug addiction. The oh, guy no. from the Kissing Booth who looks really toxic. And then he, and is, he is. And then he is again. <laughs> and then he is in real life. I mean, yeah. Bob this, Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> if, if, if you want a show to make Neon. you sad, but also have, 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 a, have, a, have a, I don't know. If you're epileptic, don't watch this. If you have any emotions, nope. don't watch this. Uh, if you like makeup, watch this. Yeah. Have <laughs> you, you like done a have you done a Euphoria look yet? Watch it. I, oh, I did I, a Euphoria look a while ago, and it didn't it didn't look good on me. Don't see, cast makeup me expensive. So I haven't tried it. <laughs> I feel that. No, I feel that. But glitter is free if you steal it from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> 
Fuck so, Hobby Lobby. Fuck Hobby Lobby. Dude, we're, Hobby Lobby's based out of where I live. So, like, yeah. it's all we have. Bring it down. I, have, uh, I know. I have to travel, like, five miles for a Michael's. And it's even, it's not even that great either. Once the Hobby Lobbies go, the Chick-fil-A's are next. Watch out, America. God, watch out, America. Your, your gay, your anti-gay chicken's gonna not to, hit the not road. Probably, like, steal the Chick-fil-A recipe because it actually sort of fun. Oh, yeah. But, like, we, don't we buy need, them. Don't buy it. But make it yourself once we yeah, can. Once we overthrow. It, definitely, like, raid, uh, raid some, raid some drive throughs Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's what, it's what Jules and Rue would want. They would want us to overthrow <laughs> evil chicken. Uh, what, actually, I'm, I'm look up the fucking the showrunner's name give me a second oh it's um um sam levinson yeah, if sam you're Levin. watching us right now which i'm sure you are yes um, of course can you please write a scene for season two where rue goes to a chick-fil-a and just like steals everything they have and just like like screams like a cab yep. and black lives and matter she just down. like drives a fucking <laughs> suv full of chicken nuggets oh god i love it it's what zendaya would want right. <laughs> i mean fuck that's my review of the show that's that's my rating is fuck anti-gay chicken black lives matter and it's what it's what rue would want <laughs> Oh. Stan Bob Ross. We can't. We can't. Stan Bob Ross. We can't. Again, yeah. Oh, it yeah. only adds to my theory about Lexi, but like Bob Ross is like a really, like a like a peak moment of the show. It really. It's God. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my goodness. Well, I I hope that this has in any way persuaded. If you're listening to this still, I'm sorry about all the spoilers. However, if you have yet to see the show, please go watch, watch it. it. Watch Mark. it. It's it's this is this is one of those where I'm gonna say that it. It's not for everyone, and it can get intense, and it will get intense. So please prepare yourself for that. And also, while you're watching it, take care of yourself. This is some hard subject matter. It's it it can be hard to to take in. Uh, so watch at your own risk, but also watch at your own pace. Um, and that that is Euphoria. Do we want to touch on a little bit of next week's situation? Yeah. yeah. So uh, by the time you've seen this. Uh, <laughs> we might have an um, an Instagram post out about it already. If not, keep an eye out for it on the PTB Instagram. But next week, we are reviewing our uh, favorite films from the 2010s, the whole decade, not just the, the year. Whole, the whole uh, shebang. We have not picked a number yet, but suffice to say, I have a very long and very prepared list that will probably narrow down. I have one movie on week. it so far. <laughs> I'm I assuming know. it's, a, it's a, someone with a spider and a man, but that's my only guess. Oh, no, it's Scott uh, Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, well, it's not even... we'll look forward to that, guys. <laughs> but you just gave me a great thing to put on my list. Thank yeah, you so much for right. reminding yeah, me. So uh, give my over on the PTV Instagram. We'll ask you, like, hey, what's yours? And, if, and we can... Reply to you if there if there's any movies you guys want us to get to before yes. the show. Like uh, I will plug right now. Um, if you guys enjoy crying, which I'm assuming you do, if you watch Euphoria, uh, watch A Monster Calls. Uh, Liam Neeson plays a uh, tree monster and makes you think about cancer and death, and it's great. Oh, uh, yeah, it's sad. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you, if you have any questions for us about particular movies or want to suggest movies for us to watch, yes. uh, reply there, and yeah, me there and, and or Libby will respond to you. And yeah. This is going to be fun, and we're, we're excited to see what you guys think. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we, we're going to start posting there soon, pretty pretty much again, uh, once I get the login information. And it's the same on Twitter. We are at Real Talk. Uh, wait, wait. No, no. I'm going to – hold on. Let me look this up, and then I'm going to cut it in because <laughs> I forgot. It's been that long since we've used the Instagram. It's at Real Talk PTB. Yes, it is at Real Talk PTB. You can talk to us there, uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. We would love to hear from you, um, and we're going to do our best to, to start, you know, posting a little bit more frequently, so we can so we can really hear from you. Uh, but we hope you all have a fantastic week. Uh, go watch Euphoria, and good night or good morning. It depends. And if, and if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.